Welcome back to the third episode of the Big 12 Country Hoops Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, joined by Fitz as well as Tyler. Fitz, how are we doing tonight? Doing great, man. Uh, getting ready to watch some KU basketball as we roll through this podcast. Excellent. Tyler, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Still trying to recover from the Big 12 Championship, but can't complain too much. Hey, I hear you. At least, at least you were there. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Football is dead to me for a while. Um, <laughs> so let's uh, let's get into this a little bit. We're you know just about a month into the season here. Um, you know, teams have played six, seven, eight games. Um, you know, it's, there's some uh, impressive numbers being put up right now by uh, some of the teams that we we may not have thought so uh, in our preseason rankings. Uh, it's still early, you know, a lot of basketball to be played, but we just kind of want to run through it here, talk about uh, each individual team, who they've, you know, who they've played recently that's, uh, you know, worth noting, and, uh, you know, what their record looks like, and RPI, and, and, and national rankings. So, uh, first off, in the, uh, you know, in the top 25 right now, we've got Kansas at number two, uh, Texas Tech, kind of the surprise team so far. Um, this season in, in the Big 12, uh, ranked 13, 13th. Uh, then we got Kansas State at, at 16th. So we got three teams representing the top 25 right now. A couple others getting votes. Uh, I know Iowa State's getting some votes um, to get up there. So anything that's uh, surprised you so far, Tyler? You know, Texas, uh, after coming off that uh, North Carolina win, I thought, okay, maybe Texas is coming up and they're they're going to be better this year. They look good shooting the ball. Uh, and they come out and lay an egg against Radford, and it looks like the same Texas team we've seen. Um, so I guess that's, that was kind of a shock after that Radford game. I was really, really looking forward to seeing Texas play, but now after watching that, I'm not so sure. Um, and we were talking a little bit before uh, we started recording about OU and um, how well they're playing this year and they're playing well tonight again and so of course I ranked them number nine in my preseason rankings and I'm sure I'm going to hear a lot about that from the Sooner fans Um, but you know we'll see we'll see how Big 12 play um, comes out and maybe the maybe the Sooners will choke it away then and I'll be right. <laughs> Damn, the, sweet. The Tyler, the Tyler hate is coming out already. I, lo- I love it. Hey, you know the bright side is you could still be absolutely right. They still may finish ninth in the Big Twelve. We'll, we'll, exactly. we'll see. Fitz, what about you? What have you seen so far that's kind of, you know maybe surprised you a little bit? Uh, I'd have to say Texas Tech definitely, uh, and Oklahoma for sure. Uh, both teams uh, they lost a lot of key contributors from last year. And they're both playing really well. Um, you know, a lot of teams that, that lose those big-time contributors, they have a hard time, especially beginning of the season, uh, to get things going. And neither one of those teams really seem to uh, show any signs of that or really even any signs of slowing down. Um, Texas Tech, as you mentioned, is uh, number 13 right now. Uh, Oklahoma, as you mentioned before the podcast, Uh, is number two on the RPI, which is absolutely insane. Um, And they're beating Notre Dame right now. So if if they win, you can only imagine. I mean, they they should be ranked, right? I mean, I think that they would would end up in the top 25, which is is pretty awesome. Uh, I had them picked, I think, ninth or tenth in the the Big 12. So definitely would be eating crow on that one. 
Um, of course, the Big 12 is a whole different monster. I mean, every every game in the Big 12, you're playing a, a solid team. So, um, you know, the, we'll see how that works out. But uh, also, I'd say surprised by uh, lack of, of KU's defense as well. Um, I've always been a little hard on KU, KU basketball, just because they're always you know, at the top of the league or one of the top teams in the nation. So you kind of have to nitpick. But man, their defense, especially the perimeter defense, is just absolutely atrocious. And it's not something that I expected whatsoever. Um, I don't know. It's it's scary if we, we go in there and we play a team like we're playing Wal- uh, Wolford tonight. Uh, they're a, a good shooting team. And those are the type of teams that, that can beat us and give us troubles uh, because we can't guard the perimeter. And, and it's not the fact that we can't do it. Our guards uh, just aren't doing it. You know, and it's and that's just really what defense is about. It's not about uh, what you can or can. It's you know whether you want to to play defense. And apparently, our guys just don't want it. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how things go throughout the rest of the year. But that that's definitely an area that's been disappointing and surprising. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm on board with pretty much everything you said. Texas Tech is kind of my. Uh, you know, I. I kind of, I mean, I had faith in Texas Tech. I knew they had some talent coming back, but you know, they've been off to a really good start. And then, um, you know, from from my perspective, you know, what I often watch the closest is uh, the health of West Virginia has been absolutely nuts. Um, Beetle Bolden's missed a couple games with injury. Sagabakanate's missed some games with injuries. Lamont West has been hurt. It's like I think they may have played their first game Saturday with their whole roster, um, but they didn't even do that really because. Um, uh, Culver's still suspended indefinitely, so they've yet to play a game this season with with their whole team available, <laughs> and it's it hasn't looked pretty. And a lot of that, I think, is is chemistry. You know, they're just trying to get guys to to play together, and the guys have missed a ton of practice. You know, Beetle Beetle basically didn't practice up until the season started, and then uh, played the Buffalo game and got full body cramps because he you know he wasn't in shape. So. They've been disappointing so far. Going to find out a lot about them tonight. Uh, they play Florida in the Jimmy V Classic after the Oklahoma game. Um, again, Oklahoma's been, been very impressive. The thing I've been impressed with with Oklahoma is, is they play really good defense. Um, and whenever you're, you know, whenever you, defense travels, and, you know, you're seeing the opposite there fits with Kansas, you know, struggling on the defensive end. You know, if you, you know, and West Virginia's done it for years. As long as you play good defense, you can, you know, you're going to be in games and have a chance. So, uh, that's reflected with with Oklahoma so far this year. So they've been solid, and uh, you know, hope to see them keep it up and, until Big Play Twelve starts. <laughs> so yeah. just to run through them real quick, uh, we've got, like I said, Kansas right now, the number two ranked team in the country. They have the number one RPI in the country. Uh, you know, Gonzaga jumped them with that win um, over Duke. So you know, Gonzaga is number one, but you know, Kansas is, is right there with them. So, you know, I, I'm with you a little bit. The Jayhawks have, you know, struggled in the defensive end a bit. But they're they're hard to keep up with. <laughs> you know, they're, they're scoring, you know, close to 90 a game. Um, and even with the, the struggling defense a bit, you know, they're pretty much winning all their games by double digits. Who uh, who have you been impressed the most with? And I, I'm assuming you're probably going to say LeGerald Vick because he's kind of carrying that team but what else have you seen you know from them besides the struggles on on defense uh 
Yeah, you know, LeGerald definitely, obviously he's he's a guy that you just don't expect to see doing what he's doing right now. Um, he just takes over games. And, you know, it, it's you just don't see that from a Kansas team typically uh, because usually Kansas is loaded with so much talent. Um, you know, you would see that from Devontae Graham every once in a while, but, um, you know, Frank Mason, those guys. But LeGerald Vick, man, he's just – he's out of his mind. And the, the biggest thing is the three-point shooting. He's always been an, an okay three-point shooter, but uh, this year it's, it's he's on a different level. So uh, I will point out that last year he had a solid start to the year. Then he disappeared, especially during Big 12 play. Then he kind of came back there towards the end um, and, and kind of went in between. So he wasn't fantastic, but he was he was good enough. Um, so he, he kind of bounces around a lot. So – you know, even though, and I know a lot of KU fans were looking at it like, man, this is incredible. Uh, but you don't want to get too excited because you just don't know what's going to happen next. And he can disappear as quickly as he shows up. So, um, but that he's been impressive. I'd say also probably the biggest surprise for me, um, I'd say Devon Dotson, point guard. Uh, this guy is a freshman and he he's poised. He can drive the ball. Uh, he's quick. He has that quick first step. He can finish. Uh, that's one thing uh, I think we really missed, especially when Frank Mason left, uh, was a good finisher. Uh, Devontae Graham, he could drive and he could finish, uh, but he he just didn't have – he wasn't near as good as Frank Mason. Frank Mason was one of those guys, you give him the ball, he's either going to get fouled or he's going to get a basket. You know, And, and that's that's what Devon Dotson is, is bringing into this team. Um Defense again. I know I probably don't want to get into. I don't know if you have, have any other questions before we get into the defensive side of it. But um, defense, like I said, has just been bad. Yeah, you know the they you know they've got a couple games coming up. Wolford will be you know a game tonight that you know you, you got to be ready to play. I think they took North Carolina to the line already. Um, got New Mexico State, and then they got a big one coming up in what like a week, maybe a little over a week with Villanova. So yeah. They've got uh, they've got some games to get primed here for that for that showdown with Villanova that I look forward to. So, you know, we won't get too much into it. Um, you know, they've kind of taken care of business as they should lately. Um, you know, we'll we'll get a lot more in depth with this stuff as as Big Twelve play starts when we have more of an opportunity to to watch pretty much every game. You know, it's it's impossible to see all these games right now with ten teams playing ten different teams out of league and three times a, a week. So. I think we're pretty good on on the Kansas Jayhawks right now. We'll see what they do tonight. Um, if you listen to this, probably on Wednesday last night. So I predict Kansas Kansas wins. We'll we'll see what happens. They're currently up by three, ten to ten to thirteen. Twelve minutes left. So we'll see what happens. There you go. All right. So let's let's move on here. Next, we got uh, Texas Tech, ranked thirteenth, and. Um, I think their RPI is 11th, which is which is impressive itself. So, I'm going to uh, ask Tyler on this one. <clears throat> what do you thinks of the uh, What do you thinks of uh, the Red Raiders so far this season? They had a nice win last week against Memphis, who was who was kind of on a roll there. So, undefeated, you know, you, beating who they're putting in front of them. Uh, you know, anything that that you've seen, Tyler, that that impresses you that. You know, maybe that's the the competitions why they're where they're at, but you know the RPI is at eleven, so you can't argue with it too much. 
Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, obviously, you've got games against like Southeastern Louisiana, uh, Mississippi Valley State, and we kind of touched on those in the first podcast that we did. Um, and in the first podcast, they were they were coming up against USC, and we kind of said, you know, USC is not exactly a, a powerhouse of basketball or name brand in basketball, but they are, you know, a Power Five school. Um, so it's interesting to see what what's going to happen there. And they come out and they beat USC by 15. Uh, and then they play Nebraska and they beat Nebraska by 18. And so I think that kind of answers the question about can they beat these schools that are maybe not great, but can still give you a fight and um, have that chance to tarnish that perfect record. And I th- think the answer is yes for Texas Tech. Um, and they're still doing it impressively. And they look good on both sides of the ball. So I'm, I'm pretty impressed with Texas Tech. Obviously, we're going to find out a lot more. They've got a matchup um, December 20th with Duke. So it'll be interesting to see how they fare in that. I don't really expect them to win. Um, but it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what they can do in that, in that big-time matchup. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm sure we'll probably record again before then, but that's that'll be the uh, that'll be the test. That'll be where we kind of figure out, you know, not necessarily that they need to beat Duke, but you know, if they if they hang with Duke and and give them a tough matchup, you know, that's that's going to be a tough out going forward for the rest of the Big Twelve teams. Whenever they so moving on, we've got um, Iowa State is seven and one. They were kind of my surprise pick this year. Um, not really surprise pick because they're Iowa State, so you kind of expect them to be good. But, you know, they were kind of buried in the uh, preseason polls and things like that. And I just – Iowa State always puts a ball club out there that's going to be tough to beat. So, you know, they're, they're 7-1. Their RPI is 69. You know, so they haven't had the, the competition that these other teams have so far. Uh, but they're taking care of business. So – you know that that's all you can do at this point. Not everyone's doing that, so you got to give them credit for for beating who they're putting in front of them. So, Fitz, anything you've seen from Iowa State so far that uh, that's impressed you? Uh, yeah, uh, just like you said, you know, every time they you know they show up, they're uh, doesn't matter who they have on the squad. I mean, so far on the team, um, that uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Shayok or whatever, uh, he's been pretty impressive, um, averaging almost 20 points per game. So uh, he's been pretty, pretty good. And a good a thing that I've really noticed is their defense um, is actually, I mean, in Texas, or I'm sorry, Jesus, Texas, Texas. I was about to say Texas tech, cause they kind of play similar, uh, but Iowa state. Yeah. Their defense is uh, just been fantastic this year. So they're going to be a tough team, you know, and when you, anytime you go into Ames, um, you know, especially in big 12 play, it's going to be a, a really tough game to to win. Doesn't matter, um, you know who really who's on the team. Uh, so that'll be really interesting. They haven't really played. I mean, they played Arizona and um, lost by it looks like five points. So I think that's really been their the biggest team that they've played so far. But really, the rest of their games uh, defense has has really been solid and they've looked pretty good. Um, another thing to to note is Fred Hoiberg. I uh, just got fired by the Bulls, so uh, it'll be interesting to see where Hoiberg goes. And I don't know what your guys' thoughts on that. It, it's kind of a weird situation. Obviously, Prome has done a great job so far with Iowa State, but Hoiberg was—I mean, he was a freaking god there. Do you see any chance at all that he would like he would go back to Iowa State or any situation that that would work out? 
I, you know, the mayor, <laughs> I, you know, if, if it, it, I don't think there's any way that he goes back unless prom moves on, you know, if, unless an opportunity comes up for him that he takes, you know, there, you know, there's, you know, no reason in the world to replace him, even though he was, you know, was who he was, but he also, you know, left him. So now if, now if he moves on, you know, you never know, you know, but I think Holberg's going to be a guy who, you know, can almost, in my opinion, kind of write his own check next year when it comes to, you know, open jobs. So whether that's going to be Iowa State or not, you know, that's that's a completely different story. But I think there'll be some jobs that'll that'll open that'll be, you know, that he'll be high on that list for, you know, because the success that he did have at Iowa State, there's, you know, no reason to believe that he can't do that elsewhere. You know, the, the NBA is a different animal. And not to mention the Bulls may have been one of the worst run organizations while he was there. <laughs> you know, so it's he, he was he was dealt a raw hand when it when it came to the Bulls to begin with. And so I don't think that will be held against him whenever uh, these college jobs open up. Um, but to kind of go back when Iowa State a little bit, they've got a good test coming up. What is it tomorrow um, against Iowa? So that'll be that'll be one to watch. 18th ranked Iowa. So we'll uh yeah. we'll see where they fall in at that point. So we touched on them a little bit already. So um Oklahoma uh we'll just kind of gloss over a little bit because you know we we've already kind of talked about how impressed we are with them so far and with you know their strength RPI of of being two um in the nation, you know, behind Kansas. They did uh they lost to Wisconsin. Um you know, they got beat pretty bad in that game, but you know, they've beaten Florida, Walford, um, North Texas, and like we said, they're playing Notre Dame right now. So uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on them, see how they do t- tonight against Notre Dame, and they've got Wichita State coming up um, in, a, in a few days. So they've got a they've got a little bit of a stretch here over the next week with to kind of learn a little more a little more about Oklahoma, um, Notre Dame, Wichita, USC, Creighton, and Northwestern. So. They don't. I mean, they've got they've got a gauntlet kind of here to go through before Big Twelve play starts. And just to throw it out there, their first Big Twelve game, Kansas. <laughs> so it's uh, we're gonna we're gonna find out a lot about uh, the Sooners from uh, December to January second, and uh, you know I look forward to it because you know they they've they've looked good so far. So you can't knock them for that for for beating who's been put in front of them. And then, so next up, we got Kansas State. Um, Kansas State's ranked 16th in the country. Uh, their RPI is 24, six and one. I tell you what, I just, I know Kansas State, you know, plays that type, plays that type of basketball that's just not. Ex, I don't want to say not exciting, um, but it's more of a slower pace, wear teams out, low scoring. So it. I have a hard time being impressed by them, but they win. So it's, you know, you can't, <laughs> you can't really knock them. So Tyler, Kansas state, anything that, uh, that you've seen, how, how are we feeling about, uh, how, how are we feeling about the Wildcats? Man, I'll come out and say it. I think watching Kansas state might be one of the most boring teams to watch in the big 12. If I'm being quite honest, um, you know, I, I don't want to get too too deep into it because I, I haven't watched a whole lot of Kansas State basketball, um, and I don't want to be you know just the box score guy. But 
just what from what I see, a whole, not a whole lot of their wins are are really impressive. They've got a decent win against Missouri by 15. Um, but you go back to the Kennesaw State and Denver games where they kind of either struggled to to pull away or eked out a win real close um, in the end. And then, of course, they get beat um, by Marquette by 12, which Marquette's not a bad team, but you still don't want to see those losses on your resume. Um, and they don't exactly have a lot coming up either before we start in conference play. So it's kind of hard read for me. Um, I am excited to see them against Texas in the Big 12 opener, but I, I, I just don't know a whole lot about Kansas State right now. Um, they're 6-1, and one, so that's good. But I, I think that the telltale sign of how good Kansas State is going to be will be once we get into Big 12 play because their non-conference schedule just is not very good. Yeah, I agree. I was I was looking at their schedule the other day, and it was like you know it's 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 hard to get a read on them. You know they've won their games. That Marquette game was was a rough one. Um, you know Dean Wade's leading the team in scoring as as kind of everyone predicted at the beginning of the year. Yeah. I'm not sure he's playing like the the preseason Big Twelve Player of the Year, but you know again we we'll learn more when uh, conference play starts with with Kansas State because you know the competition just really hasn't hasn't been there yet this season to to get a really good gauge. You know, they've they've won their games except that Marquette game. So, you know, their their RPI is 24, which is kind of strange, but um, you know, it, it is what it is. That, that RPI <laughs> that RPI game kind of throws me off often whenever I'm looking at it sometimes. So, next up we'll go TCU. Um, they are 5 and 1 on the season. RPI of 89. So again, we're we're looking at one of those schedules so far in the season where it's, it's hard to hard to take a lot from it. Um, the loss to Lipscomb is is not good. Um, you know, that's one of those games that that you get to the to the end of the season that it's up there on the uh, on the bracketology. Bad losses, <laughs> not not one you got that you want to take. And you know, and it was a it was a pretty good one. You know, nine point loss. Um, they've got. Coming up, SMU, USC, so some some formidable opponents that they they've got on the horizon that that we may learn a little bit more. Uh, Fitz, anything from from TCU that, that you've seen that you're concerned about, or you know that again that Lipscomb game just kind of. <laughs> I I'm just glad to because I think the last podcast we had Jalen Fisher wasn't back yet, um, so I'm glad to see him back and. Uh, looking good. So why well, I wouldn't say good, but you know, um, he's definitely very important to that team. Uh, TCU as a whole hasn't really impressed me. It's kind of hard to judge because they haven't had, they were given a pretty easy schedule. And like you said, that Lipscomb loss was, was pretty bad. And that's, that's going to really hurt him in the long run. If it's one of those, uh, they're in that position where they may or may not get into the tournament. Uh, you can't lose games like that, and unfortunately they did. And it, and it wasn't just uh, by a couple points. I mean, they almost lost by 10 points. So pretty lo- uh, rough loss there. Um, and like you said, they do have USC coming up, so we'll, we'll know a little bit more then. But they just uh, – they've had a pretty easy non-conference schedule. And, and you know, I think uh, TCU is one of those teams we expected to be really up there towards the top of the Big 12. Um you know, so I know Jalen Fisher was wasn't didn't play the the first few games. Now he's back, so maybe it takes a little bit of time to get things going. 
Um, I guess we'll we'll find out here, and especially when Big 12 comes up. But um, you can't count out Jamie Dixon. The dude's an incredible coach. Uh, his team's always going to play tough. So I think TCU will be fine. They'll still finish it at the top half of the Big 12. Um, you know, as long as they can get through the rest of this non-conference schedule without a loss, um, you know, and because and, they have a uh, Baylor to start Big 12. So uh, probably Baylor, I think at this point could easily be the last place team in the, in the Big 12 come season's end. So that it'll be nice for them to start with Baylor, but then of course they play uh, at KU the next game. So um, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully they get it figured out by then. Yeah, it is. It is nice to see Jalen Fisher back as well. Hopefully, he can stay healthy. You know, you hate to see players like him and guys that that are so good for their team get hurt. And he's he's been dealing with it for a couple of years now. So, all right, let's get into the the two lost teams. Uh, first up, we'll go with West Virginia, um, five and two, RPI at one twenty eight right now. Solid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the uh you know our, our first podcast i think we got to or our second we got to talk about the the buffalo loss um and then they lost to western kentucky in the semifinals um of the myrtle beach invitational or classic whatever whatever that was um since then they they've rattled off a few wins uh beat st joe's valpo Ryder, um youngstown state nothing you know to be too overly excited about the Ryder win was a good win. Um, Ryder won their conference last year, but lost in the championship of their of their uh, tournament. So they didn't make the tournament, but they returned their whole team, and uh, they're going to be a tournament team. So that was good to see them finally, you know, do something against a, a formidable opponent because they'd lost to the to the other two. So they played tonight. If you're, you're probably listening to this on Wednesday, so last night uh, against Florida in the uh, Jimmy V Classic, following the Oklahoma game. I touched on it earlier. There's, you know, not a whole lot to get into with West Virginia besides they got to get healthy. Sags has been in and out of the lineup with a knee. Um, if Beetle Bolden doesn't play, they're just not the same. He's the he's the heart and soul of that team when it comes to the backcourt uh, because he's really, you know, the only one that has a lot of experience. The one silver lining that I see come out of this a little bit with Beetle kind of being banged up is it's it's forced them to play. Um, Napper and Jordan McCabe, the freshman um, point guards. So they're getting experience now, um, which could bode well for Big 12 play when it rolls around. That hopefully they'll they'll have some depth there. Um, but you know, coming forward, we're we're going to learn a lot about. Actually, I think I tweeted this out a couple hours ago. We're going to learn a lot about West Virginia the next week or so. Um, they play Florida. They play Pitt on Saturday. They play Rhode Island following that. Um, so there's going to be, you know, they got they got three games here coming up that, that you're going to learn a lot about them. So I don't know if you've guys seen much of them play. They haven't really been on television too much with more local coverage. Um, you know, hugs, hugs, hugs I have faith in. He, uh, he doesn't seem too happy with the squad. The one thing I will say is they have not played good defense. They can't stop a dribble drive to save their life. Um, and I think a lot of that has come from um, Sagaba Kanate because he's bailed them out for the last two years back there. And, you know, they're 
they expect if their guy gets by them that he's going to be protecting the rim and it's still going to be a difficult shot. Uh, but he's missed, you know, two or three games so, so far this season. So uh, when he's not in the lineup and those guys are getting beat off the dribble, it's 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 not good. So we'll uh, we'll move on from them. I'll kind of just handle that one since I'm probably the only one that's kind of seen anything that <laughs> that they've done over the last three weeks because they've been on the AT&T network in Pittsburgh or whatever it's called. So it is what it is. So next up we'll go uh, Texas. Five. I got a, I have a, Oh yeah, go ahead. A quick, I have a quick update here. Uh, Duke uh, <clears throat> went down a few minutes ago. Uh, Duke has a It didn't look good. Uh, he's not on the court. He's not even on, um, on the bench. And I just saw on Twitter, someone thinks that uh, they think he may have, uh, potentially even broken his ankle, so I don't know. Yeah. Oh, no, yes, that's... that's that would be a huge loss for Kansas. Not good, but I just wanted to throw that update out there. Appreciate the update. Really surprised. Yeah, really surprised. Breaking you kept... news. <laughs> yeah, right. Breaking news on the podcast. Too bad it's not live, right? <laughs> but yeah, yeah <laughs> the most impressive part about that is though that is Fitz kept his composure through all that, and <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> he must have muted. He must have muted his uh, <laughs> his mic over there. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't hit her. We didn't hear anything. So. Oh yeah, I threw a knife through the wall. So uh, I definitely mute for that. Didn't want to have to explain myself. <laughs> oh man! Well, I hope he's all right. I hope the uh, early reports are are not correct that that anything's broken. So I agree. So let's move on to Texas. Um, Tyler, I'll just uh, flip it over to you. Texas is five and two, RPI of twenty. Uh, we know about the loss, you know, last week. Um, tell us, tell us what your thoughts are, where where they stand, and and what they need to do. Ooh, um, so to me, it's seems like this offense runs through Kerwin Roach. I don't think it really takes a, a basketball analyst to figure that out. Um, he had 32 against North Carolina and is pretty much the sole reason why Texas won that game. And he had seven against Radford, if that tells you anything. And Texas was able to put up 59 points that entire game. Um, so I think a lot of what you're going you're gonna to start seeing is Kerwin Roach getting the ball on the perimeter um, and trying to dribble inside to get any kind of half-court offense going because we've talked about it before, the half-court offense looked terrible and it hasn't gotten any better. Um, and it seems like Texas scores a good chunk of their points in transition, um, and that's just not going to get it done all season long. And I'm sure – I don't know if y'all, uh, if y'all saw Sky's rant today on – the Longhorns Big 12 Country uh, Twitter page, but I think he's pretty much uh, done with with Shaka Smart. He may be giving him one more game or something, but it's not looking good. And I think I think a lot of Texas fans have kind of come around to conclude the same thing that if Shaka doesn't really get this season turned around and uh, this program turned around, then this might be the end of the Shaka Smart era. Um, they do play VCU tomorrow. So it'll be nice to see what that's like. Um, hopefully they can they can pack the stadium a little more. Uh, I know it's hard. You know, in the Radford game, there may have been a few hundred people there. Um, I know it's hard to play in an environment like that because you kind of feel like you're just going through practice and it doesn't really matter. Um, so hopefully people will come out for that game. 
Um, and then they've got Purdue and Grand Canyon. So a couple opportunities to uh, get a couple statement wins and and polish it up before conference play with Providence and UT Arlington uh, coming into Texas following those first three games. Um, but I, I'm excited still. Uh, I think I think Texas has a chance to get this figured out. They're really good on the defensive side. They just have to find a way to get something going on offense when Kerwin Roach is not putting up 30 points a game. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, to be honest, Roach won the what Arkansas game and the North Carolina game basically single-handedly. Uh, so, oh, yeah. you know, that – Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like a, a Trey Young kind of effect, it almost seems like, because it seems like when Roach plays well, the entire team is on and they're hitting shots and they're playing – not really out of their mind, but at a level above what they what they usually do. And when Roach is not playing well, the whole team takes a hit. And that's not something that you want because then you end up like Oklahoma ended up last year and struggling towards the end of the season. Yeah, you know, it's hard, you know, when you are relying on, on one guy like that because, you know, anytime he has an off night, you're you're going to take an L. And that's, that's no good. Um all right, let's move on. We got uh, the three lost teams. Uh, let's uh, we'll go to the Ooh. the Baylor Bears, five and three, RPI of two hundred and twenty eight. Ew. Yeah. So. Uh, God. Ba- <laughs> Baylor has struggled a bit. Um, they they uh, took a loss. Was it was it last night? Wasn't it was recently. Um, they lost to Wichita, um, pretty close game. But which I, when people see Wichita, they they expect those old Wichita teams, and this one's not anywhere near what the last couple of years has been. Um, had a loss to Ole Miss, and then we'd already talked about the the Texas Southern loss. So they got Arizona coming up in about a week and a half. Um, again, Arizona is not your Arizona of, of past with the uh, the drama going on going on over there. Um, I personally haven't got to see much Baylor. I did see um, a little bit of the Providence game and the uh, Ole Miss game a little bit. Um, but they just they seem like they're having a hard time scoring. Um, they, they go through droughts from the games that I've seen. Um, Fits anything that, you, that you've seen on Baylor, if you hit, got to catch them much. That's the hard thing about this with these teams playing so much local coverage, you know, early in the season against these these bad teams. Um, it's it's hard to catch all the all the games. Yeah, I haven't got to see a whole lot. Um, before I start on Baylor, though, I kind of want to go back to Texas because I've, I've never really liked the Shaka Smart hire. Um, I've been kind of wondering how long they're going to hang on to him. But we know a guy – that is now unemployed. So just real quick, how big of like, how would this work if Fred Hoiberg went to Texas? Like, do you think they would try to pull a guy like him in? Um, how would Iowa state react? I mean, I know I'm kind of going way off track here, but it's just something I wanted, you know, since, uh, Tyler brought up, you know, the shock of smart deal, um, and how I don't know. I mean, I just think that's really interesting. You got a guy like Fred Horberg who doesn't have a job, a Texas team that's, in my opinion, pretty loaded. That should be, you know, a top contender in the Big Twelve who hasn't really shown a whole lot this year. And you got one of the 
at the time when he was a coach in college basketball, Fred Horberg, one of the best coaches in college basketball at his time. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think that's like crazy to think? No, for sure. I love going off the rails right here. Um, <laughs> you know, the, I, I, you know, whew, I haven't given up on Shaka yet. Um, I like I've been concerned for the last couple of years because Shaka just hasn't coached how he did when he was successful. So it didn't really make sense to me um, of of his strategy. You know, even if he's trying to, you know, get guys in to do what he did at VCU, you know, he's had enough time to do that at this point, and and it's still not happening. Yeah, he's pressing a little bit, but it's not the same that it's not the same thing that got him the Texas job. Let's be honest. Um, and oh man, I'd love to watch that meltdown though of <laughs> if, if Texas hired Hoiberg and Iowa State people would lose their mind because you know their fan base is is uh is diehard and and that would be oh man that first game in Ames that that he walked into that building would just be electric. <laughs> oh, it would be. I uh, did. I mean, they boo enough already. I don't even know. <laughs> I just don't know what would happen. I think the building would implode. <laughs> right? What about you, Tyler? You're the Texas guy. You want, you want Hoiberg to come coach, <laughs> coach the Longhorns? I, you know, I, I certainly wouldn't disagree with the move. I mean, it, like y'all said, he's he's a great coach. I just, the problem is I think Texas is – I don't want to say hanging on to Shaka too long because I think he does deserve this year to try and turn it around, but it, all indications show that they're not actively looking for a head coach and who's to say that somebody doesn't come and scoop Hoiberg before Texas can get to him. Um, so I, I don't I don't know if it's going to happen. I wouldn't hate the move, but it, it would just – I think we have to wait a couple months to till, just to kind of see how this team ends up playing further down the season – before we start talking head coaching change, I agree. If, if but if we are going to kind of talk hot seat here a little bit, um, you know, I'm thinking about the Big Twelve coaches, and, and I think he's kind of really the only one at this point that may even you know have, have a possibility. I guess where I'm going at is, what do you think? Um, I'll ask you first, Tyler. What do you think it would? What would have to happen this year for Texas to move on? from Shaka. Do you think it's missing the NCAA tournament or, you know, barely getting in, losing first round? You know, what what do you think is enough is enough? I think the only way that Shaka keeps his job is if he wins the Big 12, either regular season or tournament. I think if he does either one of those things, uh, obviously they'll make the tournament. Um, But if they lose the first round and win the Big 12, either one of those things, I think he'll be okay. Uh, if he doesn't win the Big 12 and I don't see them winning the Big 12 tournament or the regular season, um, then he's going to have to win probably two games in the tournament. He's probably going to have to go three deep in the tournament uh, in order to keep his job because I can tell you personally and through every Texas fan that I know, we are sick of getting beat in the first round after Northern Iowa and all of the heartbreak surrounding those games that we've lost in the first round, we're done with it, and we just want to win in the tournament again. I hear you. What do you think, Fitz? What do you think the What do you think the last straw would be? What would it take for Shaka Smart to not return to Texas? Um, I'm pretty irrational. 
So, uh, you know, probably, yeah, probably what I say is is not going to make any sense at all. Uh, but with a guy like Fred Hoiberg, if I'm the Texas AD, I call him today. I call him right now and I say, Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? Let's go have some lunch. Let's, let's go sit down and let's talk about some things. And, uh, let me pick your ear a little bit and then, uh, just, just, you know, see what's going on. See what his, his thoughts are. Uh, if he'd even be interested and I tell you what, if he's interested, man, I, you know, I, I get it. It's tough mid season. Um, especially when this is Shaka's, I think third year he's got, um, this is his team now. Um, but man, when a guy like Fred Horberg just frees up and you know, you're Texas, you got money, you know, you have plenty of money. And if you want to have him win in program, you got to sit down and you got to ask yourself, okay, is Shaka the future? Or are we eventually going to potentially go in a different direction? You know what I mean? Because who knows who's going to be open down the road? College basketball, I'll be honest with you, man. There's, uh, it's, I don't think there's as many top-notch coaches in college basketball as there is in college football. I feel like it's harder to find a, a really, really good coach in college football. Fred Horberg is one of those guys. So I think, man, if I'm Texas, I'm at least just calling him and just – having a conversation i i don't care you know and, yeah. and that's probably bad of me at the end of the day it's business and i think fred hoiberg man he would look good in, te- in texas just yeah, i'm just saying hurt, doesn't hurt to get in the mind a little bit just kind of have him as a uh it's kind of a side thought you never know yeah yeah for Absolutely. sure I, it would be hard for me to believe that a conversation doesn't happen in the next 30 days you know we're never going to hear about it but it'd be hard for me to believe that that conversation. Somebody's having a conversation. It may not be directly from from uh, the Texas athletic department, but knowing Texas fans and Texas boosters and things like that, someone is already already looking that up and figuring out, hey, what's it going to take? Because we can make this guy go away in a hurry. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm gonna tweet it out. I'm, I'm gonna tweet it out. So I'm, I'm gonna get the ball rolling. I'm gonna tweet it out. And I'm gonna see what happens. Yeah, All right, how about that? Let's do it. Let's get it. Let's get a poll out there. Be like, who wants? Make sure you, you want Shaka. Sure you you want Fred? In it. Make sure you tag Sky. He'll get that to everybody that he knows possible. All right, perfect. <laughs> but you you hit on something too that I just kind of wanted to touch on real quick. Um, coaching in in college basketball. My personal opinion, um, and, and I agree with you. Of there's not as many of those top tier coaches and I really believe that's because I think in college basketball it shows way more and it's a lot harder I feel like coaches in college basketball have more of an impact on a game than let's say uh, football coaches you know because you know you look at football coaches there's seven other coaches that are that are you got a guy calling plays you got a guy calling defensive plays you got the head coach the play-by-play and the decisions in a basketball game that that are non-stop that are quickly moving i think they have more in my opinion i think they have more of an effect in basketball and i think that's why you see the same guys every year at the top and, and recruiting's a big part of it as well but you know bill self coach k um you know huggins doesn't win the the championships like those guys do because he doesn't quite have the talent but for that guy to put as many Sweet 16 teams that he has with the talent that he's had compared to other teams, you know that just shows me that 
that I, I feel coaching's way more important in, an, in the results of games than it is in football. And I think that's why you don't see as many of those top-tier guys because their margin for error I don't think is as great as it is in football. Just my opinion. I agree 100%, man. That's a great, great point that you made there, and, and I agree. All right, so let's see if we can get back. We got to the Baylor Bears and just fell off the wagon, but I loved it. It was uh, it was a good conversation, <laughs> and it went the right direction, so that was fun. Um, again, I think you, I think I asked you, Fitz. Baylor, I don't think any of us have seen a lot of Baylor because of their, of their schedule at this point, um, but you can look at the three losses and figure out that they've got some things to fix you know, before Big 12 play, or it's going to be, it's going to be a long season. Absolutely. I agree. It is going to be a long season. They haven't really had a tough schedule and they have a couple, couple pretty rough losses, um, you know, and, and they got Arizona coming up again. Arizona's not that powerhouse that they used to be, but still it's going to be a tough game. It's at Arizona. They have Oregon as well. Oregon's always one of those teams that um, they can surprise you. They always play real quick. Um, they always kind of remind me of, of a Baylor team. Um, so that'll be an interesting matchup. Uh, but yeah, Baylor, I think this is going to be a rough year for them. It's going to be a down year and, uh, these things happen, you know, you can't have, uh, you know, Scott drew, he's had some really good teams. He hasn't done as near as much as what he should have done, uh, with the amount of talent that he's had. Um, and I think he, he could also be considered someone potentially on the hot seat. I guess it depends on how bad this season goes and how recruiting goes as well. I don't know how their recruiting is uh, at the moment, but um, yeah, this could be a, this could be a tough season for, for Baylor for sure. I, I agree. I agree with you say about Drew a little bit. I, I kind of feel like he has got, he's, he's almost kind of un like, oh, how am I want to say this? It's like, he kind of just, lives under the radar a little bit when it comes to, you know, like he does enough. He never kind of gets like, no one gets riled up. I think all the drama at Baylor's probably helped that a little bit for him. You know, they've got a whole bunch of other issues to deal with, like rebuilding an entire football program where he's just like, all right, I'm going to go win some basketball games and, you know, keep quiet and not get bothered. And so I think as the tides start to turn the football program, as we saw this year, that focus may come back around to that to the basketball team a little bit. So I'm on you. I'm with you as well when it comes to you know depending on how the season goes, he could be uh, he could be another one that we're talking about at the end of the season. So moving on, final team, um, Oklahoma State, the Fighting Boytons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they uh, also five and three or oh, four and three. Four and three. Um, They've had a rough schedule, though. You know, a loss at Minnesota, a loss to Villanova. Um, they did beat Memphis. They beat LSU. Um, so, kind of, I think we kind of touched on it at the beginning of the at our first podcast or the second one. They're going to struggle, um, but you're not going to really want to play them. <laughs> you know, they they have the ability to beat you, um, but I think they're going to you know probably lose more games than they went in the Big Twelve this year. They're going to continue to get better. They've got some recruits coming in. They're young. Um, they're not going to be someone that you want to face in the future, but the, it's someone that you don't really want to play this year. You know, they may get beat by Minnesota, but then they beat LSU by, what, 13 or whatever it was they, they beat them by. So, you know, the, the, kind of the, the trend. 
The one thing I will say about Oklahoma State, and I feel like the guy that no one knows or talks about nationally who was really good is Cam McGriff. Um, you, you never see anyone say anything about him, but he's just solid. Um, I think he's averaging like 16 points a game this year. He's big, athletic, strong. Like He's just... Every time I see him play, I think he destroyed West Virginia in a game last year. Like he just kind of went off, and it's like, why? Why does no one talk about this guy? Um, but you know, when your team's not winning a lot, I get it. Um, but some people, if you haven't seen Oklahoma State, watch him. Watch McGriff. He's fun to watch. Um, anything that you guys have seen besides you know what I've just said, Tyler, on uh, Oklahoma State? I haven't got to watch him a whole lot. Um... I see that tomorrow night they have, I don't know if you'd call it an in-state rival, but they do play Tulsa. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't live in Oklahoma, so I don't know how close those two schools are together, but uh, I think I'm going to tune into that one. I see it's on CBS. Um, But I want to make a prediction real quick about Oklahoma State. I don't know if it's really a far-fetched prediction, but I think that they're going to go into conference play with a losing record because they're sitting at 4-3 and right now. I think they're going to lose to Tulsa tomorrow night think they're going to lose to Houston the game after that, and then they've got Nebraska after that. So three pretty tough games all in a row, and I can see them dropping all three of those. After that, they've got Central Arkansas and Texas A&M Corpus Christi both at home. I think who, but I think there's a chance. So keep an eye out for that. They do that, they go six and seven in starting conference play. Uh, and it's not it's not going to look good for Oklahoma State. They're going to fall right back into that category of the team you don't want to play towards the end of the season because they're going to screw up your your chances at getting a, a good seed in the Big Twelve tournament or, or whatever else. But it's it doesn't look it doesn't look good for the Cowboys so far. Yeah, the most Oklahoma State thing possible would be they'll beat Tulsa. Uh... They'll lose to Tulsa. They'll lose to Houston. They'll beat Nebraska, who's ranked. <laughs> and then, you know, it's that's yeah, the that's the Cowboys. Um, fo- football this year, basketball traditionally. Um, so, so we'll see. So uh, we'll wrap it up here. Um, we're going to try to do this each week um, on Tuesdays. Um, you know, we're we're going through some some growing pains here, but we're really looking forward to conference play when we can really catch these games and watch the competition, watch, watch two teams at one time and, and really get a feeling for, for where we're at. So I look forward to conference play, but we still got a few more weeks before we get there. Um, so we're going to keep checking in uh, once a week right now, kind of going over what we see um, when we can see and uh, go from there. So uh, before we get out of here, I want to uh, have you guys tell us again where everyone can follow you on Twitter and um, any other, any other things that you do, you know, besides the Big Twelve country stuff. So I'll start with you, Twat, uh, Tyler. Let everyone know where they can find your stuff and uh, and follow you at. Yeah, uh, on Twitter, follow me at tr mazur. Uh, I've gotten into the graphics game now. Apparently, I've started uh, messing around with some Photoshop. So I'll be posting stuff up every now and then. Most of it's going to be centered around taxes, but uh, if you like it, give it a like, give it a retweet. Let me know. Um, that's where you can find my personal account. Obviously you can follow us at big 12 or big X I I country. Um, that's the main big 12 country account. Um, we've got the big 12 country hoops, which I believe is at B one, two C hoops. And we also have an Instagram and Facebook page. 
So if you haven't followed and liked us on those, go do that right now. Promise you will not regret it. Yeah, for sure. Go check out the Facebook page. You can uh, request to get into the group where uh, where the trash talking happens, and uh, oh, it's great stuff. <laughs> it should uh, should be uh, should be fun here, leading up to bowl season and uh, oh, yeah. Big Twelve basketball play coming up. Uh, Fitz, tell everyone where they can find you. At. Yeah, and uh, I didn't know that you were in getting in the uh, the graphic design. <laughs> Is that what you said? And because I've been I've been uh, dabbling with some pictures as well. I don't know if you would call that graphic design it's more just editing photos but it's it's been kind of fun but yeah man uh show me your stuff uh when we get off here i haven't i, I guess maybe i haven't paid attention enough but yeah for um, sure yeah anyways yeah uh and before i give myself i also want to give an update on doke it looks like it's not a break it's a high ankle spring uh which is still not good self said uh indefinitely so that basically just means we don't know what's what's going on. Um, it did not look good. Uh, so who knew, who knows how long it's gonna uh, he's gonna be out? But he's a huge part of the team. So uh, I don't know. We'll see. But anyways, yeah, you can uh, you can follow me. I'm uh, on Twitter. I'm the Fitz uh, at FitzDaddy85. It's uh, Daddy. My personal account. Yeah, buddy, FitzDaddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I also uh, I run the. Uh, uh, the KU uh, Twitter, the Jayhawks Twitter for Big 12 Country. It's Jayhawks underscore B12C. I uh, also do a little bit of blogging at hawkjock.com. Me and my buddy started a KU blog site, and we have a podcast there as well. So uh, give us a give us a check out, uh, check us out there. And I'll, like uh, like Tyler, I'll be editing some photos now, and I'm not great at the moment. I'm just kind of really getting started, and I uh, do a lot of it on my phone. So I'll, I'll uh, do some more as I go and, and learn as I go, and maybe Tyler can give me some uh, some pointers. <laughs> nice. Yeah, give those guys a follow. Um, I do not edit photos. Uh, <laughs> I don't even want to learn how to do it. Don't even want to try it. Uh, but a quick update as well. Oklahoma did beat Notre Dame tonight, 85-80, to 80, or rather last night, wow. if you're listening to this on Wednesday. Um, so a good another good win for Oklahoma. Um and then um, you can follow me a couple different places. Uh, my, my personal account is jgodwin10. Um, the Big 12 Country Hoops page, uh, Tyler touched on it, um, at b12c underscore hoops. Um, and then I run our, our West Virginia Twitter account, and that's ears underscore b12c. Um, so check us out on there. We like to banter with you back and forth and, and have a good time. Uh, we're just fans. We enjoy things. We're not breaking any news. Very, it happens sometimes. But, you know, usually it's uh, just a place that we can share information that, that we see, kind of a central location for you so you don't have to look all over the place and uh, kind of give our thoughts and our, our rants sometimes when we when we see things about our favorite teams that, that we don't like. So, We'll uh, we'll try to keep up with things. It's been a couple of weeks since we put one out because we had the holidays and then we had some things going on personally last week. So uh, we're going to get better about doing this each week. Um, and then for sure we'll be on uh, on schedule when, when conference play begins. So um, we appreciate you listening. If you could go on and rate, review. Um, like I said, we're going we're gonna to continue to keep working at this and get better. And uh, when conference play begins, we hope to be uh, full speed and uh, – having a good time. So thanks again, the guys, and uh, we'll talk to you next time.